Welcome to Elite Six Business Networking Think Tank, facilitated by your host, Danny DeHeck, the place where decision makers come together to share their experience, knowledge, and skills. Why don't we make a general start, because I'm still eating breakfast, which is not a very good idea, and why don't we all introduce ourselves, because we've got podcast listeners. I'll start with Matt Jones, and he's on the top of my screen, don't know where he is on yours. The Brady Bunch. Um, so I'm Matt James. I run a business with my wife in Rangiora. So I offer business consultancy and coaching to uh, small to medium-sized enterprises. Mm-hmm. Very good. Helen? I'm Helen. I'm a photographer and I run Made V Photography. I'm also just started getting into <coughs> podcasting and I run some online businesses. This is beautiful. Nigel Young, the man that's been away holidaying <clears throat> in a recession. Yes, I just saw Mount Cook absolutely covered in snow on a beautiful sunny day, blue sky. It was just magic. Lovely. Never quite be the same again, I don't think. But yeah. uh, yes, um, <laughs> a design service specialising in affordable housing, but also getting more and more into writing as well. I write for the Shed magazine um, and I'm looking at doing more um, blog writing and that sort of area as well. So, so is that like Tim the tool man? Love that program. He's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, we have Lachlan. Tell us what you're doing, bro. My name is Lachlan McNeil. What is it? Really? And I'm a recruiter uh, specializing in a couple of areas, but generally engineering, architecture and environmental roles. Um, I do a lot of stuff at the moment in renewable energy. And um, I did my first podcast last week, which was quite fun. Awesome. Oh, I wonder what that's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Skilton. Vanessa Skilton. Um, I, in, in one of my uh, lives, a uh, travel advisor, um, which has kind of been put on hold, although I have been helping Air New Zealand out for the last three months um, with their call centre. That finishes tonight. So um, because they've caught up on all of their calls, uh, and callbacks. Oh, they have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll hear. We'll find out at the Zoom call at four thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and um, so, what else do I do? I am uh, assisting Helen uh, as her VA with her online business, doing her email um, email stuff and bits and pieces with Shopify. Um, I'm also currently on standby with Ministry of Health to do the COVID tracing. Uh, and next week, I think, no, in a couple of weeks' time, um, I'm going to be helping with the Electoral Commission for a couple of weeks. And I think that's it. <laughs> wow, that's cool. But you're open to opportunities, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'm going to try and push the VA business a little bit more too. So I've started, um, I've uh, created a logo and email address and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to try and push that a little bit more as well. They might have to change your company name to Bitsa. Jell of all trades. That's what I mean. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Vanessa, you could be VA Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I got that slowly. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul. VA Nessa. <laughs> we can have I fun, of that. fun of that. Name. Hi, my name's Paul. I'm part. Of, well, I am Canterbury Computer Services and. My main task in life is helping small businesses manage IT, 
um, providing IT solutions to make their life easier and mm. ensure that their systems are secure. Cool. Jolene. Jolene and Steph. <laughs> hey everyone, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's Jeline and Steph from The Odd Wave and we specialise in building e-commerce stores for businesses. That's it? That's it. <laughs> mother of three? Yes, mother of three, actually five, no what? four. Charlie, I'm yeah, counting you. <laughs> you. You think you'd know. <laughs> Uh, excellent. So welcome along to our, our Think Tank session today. As I said at the start of the meeting, I was actually listening to the, uh, was watching the, listening to the news and watching Facebook is the same in my life at the moment. Uh, however, I just did notice that there was a, a lot of talk about we're in a recession at the moment. And it sort of uh, infuriates me, to be honest, because I don't like um, people saying that we're in a recession because then everyone thinks they have to act in a certain way and do things a certain way or retreat back to their cave of all their possessions and stop spending and it just amplifies the thought of being in a recession and I personally don't really even know what a recession is because I'm too old I'm too young <laughs> yeah. so meeting in the past we normally break the meeting into four parts people's experiences problems some solutions and perhaps some takeaways we get from the meeting so in saying that, what's people's experiences with recessions in the past? Maybe some of our younger people, older people. Younger oh, lock on. Younger people? In employment land, not like differently in self-employment land, but employment land, normally uh, I was previously asked, or the whole management team was asked to take pay cut for a period of time. Maybe I think it was 10 or 15% from memory. Um, and so all pay, pay reviews and recruitment uh, were put on hold, basically. All right, so that's, uh, okay, so uh, payment, uh, some employers may be asking for you to take a payment cut. Yep. As employees, do we like giving our, our um, staff less money to do the same job, or do we have to incentivize them some other way? I think it was, uh, at the time, it was more of a survival necessity. Um, and it was a case of, uh, we need, because you can't make some kind of pay cut. You have to negotiate it. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a consequence to not um, mm. doing that, both either to the company or to the individual, whether they admit it or not. Um, so recruitment freeze, another one? Yep. Typically. Yep. Uh, recruitment freeze that means don't employ more staff yep um training freeze or yeah to largest um training yeah often a training freeze for spending money on training and uh travel freezes or restrictions can't go to Wood, um Wollstone anymore yeah uh, interesting stuff, though. So I noticed when recession happened, a lot of uh, online course companies were cutting their prices by 90%, and a lot of people had an opportunity to uh, upskill. Um, but is that a recession, or is that just upskilling because there's nothing to do? Yeah, it's a bit of both, really. Um, people are dropping prices to keep their businesses going and giving others the opportunity to study or, you know, take advantage of services that they couldn't afford, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So does the thought of 
a recession terrify the hell out of anyone? To me, it doesn't really, because I, oh. I think I could ask anybody who who'd gone through the worst recession and, and ask them whether they never could sleep at night or whether they had a roof over their head or whether they never got fed. And most of them would say, no, we, we managed to survive. So, I mean, I'm a bit of an arrogant probably, but what's the big fear of a recession? Is we're going to lose our positions along with everyone else? Well, it's more that you won't have a job and you don't have any money to live on. Great so, topic. Do yeah. you need a job? Well, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I'd like a holiday. I also think for some people there's a certain shame because some people through mm. recessions, and mm. I was in London for the first one I had there, and I did fine out of it. And I realised I had to shut my goal because there were a lot of people really who were not doing fine out of it, but there was a lot of shame and they, they, they felt that in some ways they were unwanted. That was a big problem. Mm. Mm. Could it be a bit diplomatic? And it, it could be an ageism thing now where if you lose, lose your job in your 40s, 50s, you may not be able to get another job because true, absolutely true. ageism, yeah, they won't take you on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said before in previous meetings, that's the big thing. The, the new great unwashed are normally talented people with uh, a five or a six in front of their age and, and even a four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, they don't want to know you. So then they put the age of retirement up a few years ago? I think it was... Or just ring it up to see if they can change his age on his uh, passport. Is it, is it 67 <laughs> now or is it 65? They haven't changed it, but there's talk of it becoming 67, isn't it, I think? I think, yeah. I think Paul's telling them to restart their computer. Danny and I were talking about the thereafter seasonal workers at the moment and there's a, yeah there's a real big thing to get all these seasonal workers in and they're, they're saying bring them in from the islands where they don't have any COVID and you know I think the others are saying we'll use people that are out of employment and get them into it but it's that thing of you know who would take a job I mean some of you might but who if you'd lost your job would you take a job at countdown or picking fruit are you, are you picky about it or would you take a job to get money? Yeah, I would. Yeah. What about yeah. the logistics of being a, a fruit picker? That what am I going to do? I'm going to travel to Marlborough and then I'm going to find some accommodation that I can afford and then get paid, what, $25 uh, an hour? They might pay yeah. for accommodation, don't they? I've just, I've just oh, hearing down south from the parent, they're so desperate at the moment, they're providing accommodation for the likes of 70 bucks a week. The pay rate's very high. The accommodation basically is right next door. There's no transport costs. Right now, apparently, seasonal work south is the place to be. Mm. And they can't get enough. Yeah. yeah. Does make you wonder what's wrong with doing something different for a while? Is it the well, there's, there's a reality check there as well. So I said there's a reality check of people of a certain age and calibre being considered, but there's also a practical reality check. So they're talking about doing... Um, some forestation or creating a forest and creating a plant. But that is, when I worked at Naitahu um, a couple of years ago now, and they had initiative to do a lot of that planting because there was business opportunity. But the reality, nobody wanted to do it because it's one of the hardest jobs, physically hardest jobs you can do is back-breaking back -breaking work and it's very hard terrain. And uh, the place that they want to uh, create forest for or actually some of the most, um, you know, it's not easy, it's not easy territory to actually plant and uh, traverse. So 
I think some of these people say, oh, there's jobs fruit picking or there's jobs planting trees. But the reality for some of doing physically being able to do those jobs mm. or getting the opportunity to do those jobs is, is a different thing. Mm. Mm. Hard you know, I know a lot of recruiters in the UK have started stacking shelves. They, they did it because they, were, they, they had to do something. And it, was, it actually became quite a bit of a, I wouldn't say celebrity thing to do, but a cool, good thing to do to, 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 to be stacking shelves. Because when you're stacking shelves, people you know are walking past you. Mm. you know and people in your neighborhood you, one minute you're a recruiter and you're doing pretty well and next minute you're stacking shelves but to be able to do that is quite powerful mm. um, yeah i don't think i agree with lachlan but i think what I'm, what i'm hearing from uh like foodstuff type recruiters is they won't touch um with uh, well, touch the age isn't quite the issue but it's certainly the experience so if you're a ex-middle senior manager they just won't touch you mm. Because I've got so many other people queuing up to do that work. And this is where everyone says, oh, it's all right, I'll go and get a job at Pack and Say. Well, no, you won't. That's right. But they've got people queuing up, so there's no demand in that particular area. But there are, there are places with demand. I mean, I had a holiday job one time working at a pig farm. And on my job was to leave all the slurry behind the pig sheds. And there was a shelf around that. And the rats used to run down that and, whip, and their tails would whip your face as you're going down. Any job better than that is good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good stuff. Um, I'm sort of thinking of recession here. Well, well, well apparently, go for it, Sorry, Nigel. So I was going to say one thing I just learned coming back from down south is that right now, if you're any good with a, a 22, there's a lot of rabbits down there that want to yeah. taking out. Fine. Well, it sounds things you could make a living out of it. Mm. I had a client, well, I have a client still who's um, in Kurau, and they had a guy that came onto their property with a shotgun and shot 500 hares in a night for rabbits. Wow. It's amazing, eh? But with a shotgun, that shows you how close and how, how swamped there must be. Well, the thing is, too, you probably could turn it into a bit of an industry because rabbit, uh, rabbit fur is just such a high standard. It's just so nice. Yeah. But what we're talking about is thinking different, aren't we? And, mm. and, and letting up with our normal thinking and don't carry on badgering doing the same old <clears> stuff. Yeah. Um, be more um, fluid on our feet, I suppose. I've got a new best friend on LinkedIn. Anyone want to guess who it is? Again, sorry? I've got a new best friend on LinkedIn. Is Not it a German person, is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's Grant. What's his name? Cardone. Cardone. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy that wrote the book I'm raving about? So yeah. he asked me where oh. I was from. And I said, I'm on the bottom of the earth, just about to fall off, hanging on for dear life in a country called New Zealand. Danny was yeah. so tough last night that he yeah. got back to him. Yeah, but if you read his books, is, uh, they're really good and they really do get you thinking. And it, it just talks about going out there and getting some of the stuff that's about to happen. Yeah. And Zig Ziglar's another guy. He, he stood up in a crowd and they said, oh, the, this is the worst recession Americans had for years. This was years ago. And he said, how many people have had their best year ever um, last year? And 70% uh, of the audience put their hand up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I said, why do we have to listen to the news and the doom and the gloom? So why can't we look for an opportunity? Well, you know, I think that's often the case, isn't it? In the likes of the of the recession, there are the opportunities there, aren't there? Mm. Definitely. That's the case of China. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Try. Yeah. Good. I saw a quote somewhere, and I am often loath to repeat these, but it was quite a good one. It said that managers will be looking at people in a few years or years time and saying, what did you learn from the recession? Oh, good stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that. What did you learn from COVID? 
you know, and um, and I was thinking, what would I be saying? What would I be saying? Don't listen to a leader like Donald Trump. Oops, sorry, it was only been 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get into the nitty-gritty stuff. What's some problems that we can have in a recession? Cash flow. <laughs> yeah, we need money. Yeah. And the banks... Oh, really sorry, guys, something's come up. I'm going to have to go. I'll um, get in touch later on. Sorry. All right, mate. All right. See ya. Yeah. Love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else have to go? Um, it's also negative sentiment. Like, you just feel, like, negativity from people around you. What's that word mean? Negativity. Oh, negativity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Negativity, like negative sentiment, and it can actually be quite depressing. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I can't stand it, and I just don't buy yeah. it. It really gets my head. Like it's, when I saw the National Post saying that New Zealand is is officially in a recession, and they think that's a Facebook post, and I'm going, really, guys? Do you want to publicise yeah. that? I mean, yeah, it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, you've got to be more positive around the opportunities that could actually arise during recession. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's a nice to be around there. Yeah. Because Grant Cardrone was saying that, you know, you can't ignore things that happen. He said, for example, he, lived, he lives in L.A. And he said, if there's a big earthquake, said, it's, a, it's a massive event. He said, you can't just sit there and ignore that the earthquake's happening. But it's how you act at that period of that time and what you do. And he said, you know, so, but you can't sit there and dwell and just go into the corner of the room and say, there's an earthquake, I'm just going to do nothing. You have yeah. to come up with a strategy or a plan. I really believe that that's what you need to do, you know. Yeah, See, that's a really good um, analogy because, you know, the amount of people, there are some people who will get, not get over a, uh, an earthquake, but can actually get through it better than others. You know, there are some people who will hide under a rock or mm. who won't go to a mall or who won't do things. Um, and, you know, while it's, it's still a scary thing for everybody, you know, it's like, like he says, it's how you react and actually... Um, how, how you actually cope with it, you know, and said a lot of people moved away, um, you know. So, yeah, in business, if you want to put the analogy together, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, great thing to compare. I yeah. put my hiking boots on when the earthquake happened and marched into the centre of the town to be told that um, put your name down on a piece of paper and we'll call you when we get uh, the need for you. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend was on the phone crying, begging me to come back and uh, huddle into a corner of the house. <laughs> At the time, it wasn't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think human nature is there's those people who obviously want to get involved and do something constructive. Yeah. yeah. There's an emotional attachment to something that may have happened, and you know. But you, know, I, I feel like um, we can all offer something to society, even if we're giving somebody some good advice on mm, things to do. Yeah. And I yeah. truly believe that uh, if we're in business for ourselves, we're already doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. Can I make a suggestion? No, sorry, nice. No, we're shut. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm actually just sort of thinking out loud here, but <clears throat> the term opportunity banking sort of comes to mind in that there are always things that need to be done, but right now somebody simply can't afford to pay for them. And oftentimes they're things that don't actually involve costs as such apart from your own time. Is there any way you can sort of... I don't know, do work in advance or, I don't know. Bank your services. Hire me and pay me later. 
Sort of, a, a moving forward, and in a way that actually helps whoever it is you're doing it with to move through the recession together, if it is a recession. Um, you almost trade time for each other, you know, time for service, I mm. guess. Something like that, yeah. yeah, something like that. So you're sort of helping each other move forward, and then when things come right, you can then sort of settle up and move forward. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be voicing our, our obstacles? Uh, things that we're trying to overcome. I mean, groups like this are really good for mm. that, obviously, but we're like, what are I we trying to accomplish at the moment? What's slowing you down? Mm. I suppose I'm just trying to see, go back to the statement before, where there's a recession, there's an opportunity. Mm. And I'm just trying to sort of bring those two together, I suppose. Well, there can be. I mean, for some people, a recession isn't a problem. Like, we um, haven't had a problem only because we've had the online businesses. Now, if we didn't have the online businesses, we'd probably be stuck. So, you know, some people it does benefit, I guess, and, and some people definitely not. But I guess that's almost like future-proofing. Not that we knew there was going to be a recession, but no. we have actually future-proofed, I guess. But my, my, my biggest fear of what we're doing at the moment is the fact that um, we're reliant on um, one big player, and that's Google. Mm. And Google can just move a gauge a little bit over this side, mm. and we literally would be out of business overnight. So now I feel quite vulnerable so now when I, I've always built business on the fact that I like a little I bit of, understand. shut up Google, I've always built business, <laughs> <laughs> to us, uh, that you spread your income over multiple streams yeah. and if yeah. one, you know, and that's, with Elite Six is a good example, you know, if I had 140 members like I did, everyone's paying me a little bit of money, the chances of losing everyone at once, is quite slim. Yeah. If I may add to that, at the end of the day, your online businesses are still discretionary dollar businesses, aren't they? Yeah. If money isn't there, it's not there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But mm. if I was just relying on photography, I would not have much money coming in at all. I haven't no, had no. much yeah. work. So, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm quite lucky in that aspect. I suppose this is where I'm trying to say, is there some way that, yeah, it can be sort of... Well, I it's, think quite, it's quite a gamble, though, Nigel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the um, key to which the title is being recession proof is to have income coming in in different streams. And if one falls oh, over, yeah, yeah. Mm. like technology is where I rely on most of my income, what is now, uh, you know, and we're banking our future on technology. <laughs> I mean, I think um, what you probably might be better off doing is coming up with a project that you want to accomplish and then finding those those uh, stumbling blocks and invoicing what they are. What are you trying to do? Can you go to solutions and I'll put something in there. Helen's got a solution. Robert, keep firing through your comments if you can. Well, I certainly think the first thing to do is to start with, you've got two sides of it. You've got the person and you've got the possible opportunities. And you look at the people, not everything suits everyone. I mean, Danny, you're quite tech savvy and you've done lots of different things. So, But, you, but um, for example, if I was talking to someone more like my mum, that would be a problem because she wouldn't be able to start a Spotify store, yeah. but you have the certain abilities yeah. and then have the situation. Some people might have heaps of money in the bank, no problem at all. Some people might be on the bones of their bum and they might just need to get a dollar in, you know? Mm. Um, so those so the situation and the abilities um, are, are one thing. And on the other side, you've got what the, the opportunities are. And you're looking very, quick, very carefully and looking at matching those things up is quite important because if you, Danny, said to my mum, okay, Marjorie, look, what you need to do is you need to, you know, get your Google backups. And she said, hang on, Google, I've heard of it before. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you'd be on a road to nowhere. But it's really important to match those things up. 
Yeah. I did a, a three-hour training lesson with a lady who wanted to be a drop shipper. And at the end of it, um, she was glazed over. Um, I remember she turned up with her um, Chromebook. And then right. I've got my big three screens and I'm using all the screens like some sort of conductor on the orchestra. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she just never did anything with it, what I told her afterwards. And it was a shame because I, you, you, then I'm thinking, well, what can I get her to do? What can I help her with? And then that's sort of what you're saying is it's very difficult. To help some people, oh, just a different matter. Don't you mean you may not be the right person uh, for that? You know, I know in terms of CVs and stuff, there's a lady who's sort of at the senior end of the market, you know, and she helps people with their CVs and LinkedIn profiles, uh, and she does it in the way that they understand. So, so. The other one too is uh, I used to be a gardener, and I used to have this gardening round, and I used to what did I used to do? I've forgotten now. I used to walk up people's drives. And asked them, oh, that's right, when I was a kid, I was 14, I left school. And I used to walk up people's driveways and ask and tell them I had a lawn mowing business and would they be interested in hiring my services to mow their lawns uh, once a week? And they said, oh, how much do you charge? And I'd say $10 an hour. And they go, oh, that's quite reasonable. Yeah, I'm keen. I said, cool, can I borrow your lawnmower? (laughs) (laughs) And And then I looked at those same clients and I thought, well, what else do they do? Um, I said, and I finished up digging over... I remember digging over this old man's lawn. It took me a week and he paid me $5 an hour at the time. And um, I still remember the paycheck he gave me. He used to give me sandwiches at morning tea. Oh. And then, and then I, I found these millionaires that used to take away, drive out of their drive every morning with their wheels spinning. They had Mercedes at the time. And I used to spend two and a half hours sweeping the leaves of their drive. The Andersons, I still remember their name. And then, um, and then I said, oh, what about your, your spouting? do you want me to clean that out? And eventually I had all these different things and all these services that I could do. And I remember as a 14 year old earning around about 80 or a hundred dollars uh, a week. Uh, and then when it come to winter time, I hated that job. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't have to be inside your profession. I mean, that's why I think people's expectations of monies and what they get. I mean, uh, we could all go out and mow lawns or we could knock on our neighbor's doors and say, look, I'm, 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 doing um, gardening for $25 an hour, you're interested in hiring my services. I bet you would only have to walk around Northwood, mm. 30 houses, and you'd get a job. Mm. Yeah. You were quite entrepreneurial back then. Yeah, no, not really. No, at 14. No, I should have, I should have started doing... I should have started inventing electric cars. At least you're not... Um, yeah, are those, who wants one of those leaf, leaf blowers? Come on. Blow them from here. <laughs> yeah, at least you're not... So, George W. Bush, who said the problem with the French is that they have no word for entrepreneur. That's <laughs> 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 great. I'm, I'm an oxymoron that one. George, oh, George Bush. Yeah. If I heard George Bush, I thought President of the United States, I thought yeah. Donald Trump, and I switched off. But the reflex mechanism there. <laughs> That's brilliant. All right, guys, uh, how are we going with this meeting? We've got half an hour. Oh, my God. We don't have to do a whole half an hour, but we haven't got. Um, we need more some problems. more solutions, man. Or do we need more problems? Well, I tell you what you've got in America, you've got a thing called TaskRabbit. I don't know if you've heard of TaskRabbit. No. Um, and what it is, is so basically it's like, um, uh, it's all geared up. It's like Uber for, for jobs. So if you want someone to come and clean your front windows, you just go into TaskRabbit and you say, I want someone to clean my windows. And you can go look at the feedback for cleaning windows. They clean your windows. I'm just amazed we don't really have something like that here. We, we actually but, do. There was a New Zealand app. I just started playing with a few months ago. I can't remember the name of it, sorry. Yeah. But you basically put your job that you have and what you're willing to pay and then yeah. somebody would come along and say, I'll do it for that. And then they'll, yeah. I say, but this hasn't really taken off, which really surprises me in some ways mm. because 
you know, there's a real opportunity there because you could dial and think, well, I can clean windows, I can wash cars, I can change oil in a car, I can do all those things. And, um, and wouldn't that just keep people engaged? It just would be, to me, the most logical thing ever. Can you really what hire a hubby's car. about. Sorry? Hire a hubby? That's oh, the a hubby. sort of stuff they yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't need a hubby. Yeah. Yeah, I could do one of those. Yeah. yeah. Me hire. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I missed the fix it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to help Helen start her car the other day. We nearly had an argument. Oh, we did have an argument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's got a <laughs> survey. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that Danny being diplomatic there? <laughs> Note <Yeah>. in diary. <laughs> so she's in the garage for about two minutes and she said, My car won't start. My car won't start. And then I get in there and I say, Well, what I normally do is I just pump the gas a couple of times and start it, even though it's probably an electric um, a pedal these days and it starts. So then yesterday I'm out there in my car waiting for her to get a car out because we're switching cars around. And she's sitting there and I thought, what's she doing? And then I drive up there and she said, it wouldn't start again. It wouldn't start again. Did you pump the gas? Yeah. And did it start then? I told you to do that. Anyway, so we're having a bit of a discussion about it. <laughs> While Helen's <laughs> cooking dinner last night. And then her um, 17 year old boy comes out just as I go out and test the car. No, Danny goes, I'm going to go and do it. And I say, if you do it, you'll be, see, I told you how it works, you know, and all that. So I was like, didn't want him to go out and do it. So he went out and then Dominic, my 17 year old, comes out and goes, you know, you meant to put the foot on the brake to actually start those newer cars? Because my old car, you never had to do that. And my yeah. old car was like 18 years old, so I've never had to do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, you meant to put the foot on the brake. So Danny comes out, I've just put my foot on the brake and it starts yeah. <laughs> I went out there thinking what do I do that naturally I don't I, I just went through the whole process of me starting yeah. the car Why, what's the difference between Helen and me and I just naturally put my foot on the brake he's already, always yeah. had new cars and you don't do that <laughs> anyway we're still married yeah we still we worked it out yeah we're not having those discussions yeah all right guys so that's good that's the problem we had um, so if we were talking about recessions, what toll does it take on our families and maybe people who don't understand business? That, that's probably a, a good way of taking it because you, you might be self-employed and your wife or your partner might rely on your income and all of a sudden they hear in the news that there's a recession on and everything's going to get doom and gloom. Yeah. What can you do to give your, your family peace of mind? Lie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's put that over here. Can we hear that there? Yeah. Yeah. People have done that though, haven't they? Curate the truth. Honestly, there's sometimes when I've been to business in the UK mm-hmm. when things got a bit, bit rough there and you just had to absolutely focus on what you were doing. Yeah. And you come home yeah. and sort of, you know, people say, how's it going? Oh, fine. Really? Yeah, fine. I've got yeah. to focus. I've got someone, I've got things to do tonight. I've got to put a proposal together. It's my ninth this week and, and I've got to keep my head in there. I'm not going to sit there and have a discussion because if you say it's not going to do well, then, then all these solutions come out and you're left there while you're trying to listen to the client with your right ear and then you're yeah. headed the But you've got, I think people have to also appreciate you have to focus. Mm. You have to be practical. Yeah. Because time Simon's Claire said to me, look, that's a dead duck. And you know, she's absolutely right because she's a lot clearer than me. And um, so yeah. that's, that's a funny one. Actually, the reality is it's not going to work, but you so much want it to mm. that you yeah. keep pushing and flag, waving that flag. Mm. Flogging that, dag, that dead horse. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. 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 Being focused is actually a really good topic in itself. Yeah. And staying on target. I, uh, there was a oh, the Star Wars. Stay on target. Stay on yeah. target. Because all these distractions come along in your life. 
But every so often you go stick your head up and say, right, is this a dead duck or is this a dead duck? You know, you know, it looks like a duck and it's dead. It's a dead duck. Can you relabel dead ducks? Yeah, that's right. Tars have it. I got on your Tars Yeah. Is that for Americans mainly? Yeah, yeah. You'd have to be it'd be a long flight just to do clean someone's windows. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Solutions, right? We've got a solution. So some solutions, takeaways. We don't do takeaways yet. Yeah. Just a back and back and problems. Can I just put there? You've got everyone can do jobs, lots of negativity, but the status thing is a biggie. Honestly, yeah, it's for a lot of people because yeah. they yeah. don't want to be seen doing certain jobs. I still remember having a job uh, as a charity thing, delivering beer, selling beer up at the stadium. For I was working for a consultancy, and they said, "Can we have people to raise a bit of money for the for the?" dragon boat so i did went up there and there were some of the people in the same company i was raising money for and when they saw me like supposedly earning money from beer for their bloody charity as they looked away and i'm thinking you think i just don't do it for money i'm doing for your damn charity you know anyway so i wasn't very yeah. happy about that but there was a bit of shame on my thing oh it is actually so, a real big thing because you know, people... those things are a bit tough yeah. yeah, and that's what I was saying before about the apple picking or working for Countdown. You know, yep. if you've been a big CEO, you'd feel, yep. you know, it'd be pretty hard to go and do something like in a supermarket or pick fruit. Yeah. But you're the bigger person if you can do it, I guess, and you need the money. Well, well honestly, CEOs are a lot more practical. It's the people in the middle mm. that, that often have more of a problem with, with stacking shelves. Yeah. Helen yeah. went and did some yeah. event photography the other day. She doesn't like doing event photography. And um, What event photography? We went to the party. And don't, don't have discussion. Don't have discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I said, just send them your normal pricing and, and you'll get the job. And she got the job, did the job. And it was quite fun, but it wasn't something she wants to do. But it was something she yeah, fair enough. And, um, you know, but she doesn't want to be known as that type of photographer. She's used to taking photos of me. That's the problem with the barrel. <laughs> All right, it's cool. All right, guys. Too many lenses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? What are we getting from this meeting? Well, it's been recession proof. Why does it piss me off so much when I saw that on the internet that I had to write? Um, one, I actually have another pet moan about, I'm not going to talk politics, but I am. Why is it that the opposition doesn't ever mention the Prime Minister's name when she's talking about it? She talks about her as the leader of the opposition. Or her, or she. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's strategic because you don't want to be seen as a friend. Friend, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you call them by the first yeah. name, you know, Jacinda, that that brings them into your mm. friend circle. What if she uh, says Mizadoon or something like that? Yeah, that's right. That's that's equally derogatory in many cases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was quite surprised not that long ago to discover that Helen Clark and Jenny Shipley were in fact extremely good friends and always had been. Really? And yet yeah. politically, they were at each other's throats. Yeah, but it was that. just. Oh. Once they stepped outside that arena, they were very close friends. Like you and me, Nigel. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I've been with Helen Clark on LinkedIn as well. Oh, you creep. I think <laughs> when I used to be on a, had a dating profile, they used to ask me my view on politics, and they used to always say, I've always thought Helen Clark was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bucket more of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nigel, I, oh. Nigel, I think the media have a lot to answer for with that too. Like they play them against each other so much. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, the, the role of the opposition is to oppose, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, it, and they always have to find the negative. They have to 
whatever the other one side's done, they have to find the negative. They have to play it down. You look at Winston Peters. He will not recognise anybody pretty well outside himself. He just doesn't do it. Mm. Outside the mirror. He's always mm. been like that. So. Mm. I kind of like the nature of politics, unfortunately. You like weird people. Oh, I just like the fact that he can get away with it. He likes Winston Peters and Donald Trump. Oh, they're interesting. Well, I also used to like Donald Trump, but he seems to be messing up quite a bit lately. So. Yeah. yeah, like killing 190 people. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, anyway. I like giving Donald Trump a second chance all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. think he's being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to vote him in again. And he's talking about wanting a third jolly term. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently. Well, they were limited to two terms. They are, exactly. He's going to oh. do a Putin. He's trying to say, well, the first one didn't count because there was too much opposition or some such thing. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it's his ball back. Wow. Who do we look for uh, for leadership in a recession? Like, wh- where's that go to? Like, where's our reliability? Where's our, you know, oh, this we'll, we'll take the leadership of them. I mean, are we all for one for ourselves and one for all in that sort of vein? Like, do you look to the government? Like, what happens when the government says, I'm sorry, I can't print any more money? We all go back to our caves, don't we? As if that's going to happen. The Chamber of Commerce at the moment is saying to the government, get out of our way, just let business run. Mm. That's a two-edged sword, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, no, I mean, remove a lot of retail. Get rid of the tape. Oh, it'd be quite good, you know. I mean, uh, like, I find, I don't know if we have, I know, like, I forgot to pay my GST the other day, would you believe? And I get a $50 fine uh, along with an email saying you've got to pay GST. And I went, oh, I had paid it. Here's the receipt. And they go, no, that was two months earlier. I don't know the months of the year very well. <laughs> but, you know, it would have been nice just to get an email first before I got a fine. <laughs> for 50 Dude, get an email reminder. Oh, I don't know. I missed it. But, oh, well. yeah. I counted that little no, thing on the side, no, cartoon on his wall. Next week. <laughs> mm. My counted had a cartoon as well, which said, uh, so I'm writing to the dear, dear Land Revenue, um, please take me off your mailing list. I'm no longer interested in your services. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Unsubscribe me. <laughs> but who do you look to? I look for people who, who are not in castles. You know, people who work in big institutions and they're completely isolated from the outside world. They often have a tremendous amount of advice. But I look at people who move quickly with the times uh, and, um, and, you know, who are also in touch with other networks. And people who've got a few bit of money, you find out who works for them and what they're doing. Yeah, I think the most uh, the thing I enjoy the most is I am set up in business and I do have systems. I have invoicing programs. I have technology. I've got the best technology. I've got everything I need. So if I were like coming straight out of school and I didn't have a laptop, that would be. A, I remember buying my first laptop. It was such a big thing to be able to afford to buy a eight thousand dollar laptop at the time, but it gave me mobility. But you still had to have the money. <laughs> How many did you get for eight thousand dollars? I get about ten. Yeah. <laughs> Just going back to Lachlan's point there, yeah. it sort of reminded me, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I'll say it again, of a principle I learned years ago, that if you want to get somewhere, you find out who number one is, and then you go after number two. Because number one invariably is hungry. So it's invariably arrogant. Why should we deal with you? But number two is hungry. 
Yeah. And they seem to me to always be the better person to try and deal with. Mm. Mm. That's true. Mm. It was true, Nigel. You did. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you're number two? Uh, <laughs> Nigel's number two. <laughs> no. And you're three. That's right. Well, let's go through too much. Some takeaways that we've got so far from the meeting. So I'll say. Yeah, Lachlan isn't funny. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Diversify. Diversify. Yeah. Who's going to buy our products? I also look to people who diversify. You know, if you if you sometimes people get stuck in a recession, don't know what to do, they've been working at something for the same time. Just look at other people. Often they have three or four opportunities, and they can only do one or two of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Offer help. I I still remember one guy I met once, and he was a developer tons of land and I'm um, doing really well and um, and somebody said to me if you see something good ask how you can get become part of it <laughs> and I tried that once and the guy said yeah I'm keen um, I'll take you down and show you some property and some land and, and he was starting to show me the ropes and then I freaked out a bit because I had no money but yeah. I wanted to mm. I saw that. so if you look at somebody who's doing something you like or envy in a way then ask them how can you get involved with what they're doing you'd be surprised how much people yeah. share with you mm. That's an interesting point, actually. Good point, yeah. How come you didn't know that, Lachlan? Down. Down. Oh, you know. Going down the list. Going down the list. Okay. Go to takeaways. I'm not doing it right. Yeah? Yeah? Time of day. Yeah. All right. Can you hear any pin drops? Well, just running, Danny, based on what you've just said, is... Um, perhaps recognising opportunities. Yeah. Uh, recognising opportunities. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So who's doing the a idea of asking moment? questions is good. Have you identified all the industries that are thriving at the moment? I mean, Amazon, I think, doubled their income in in the last half quarter, whatever they call it. So it tells you that obviously online stuff is going crazy. So what are people buying? That's what I'd be wondering. Well. Actually, we had a, a webinar with Shopify and um, the e-commerce and Shopify has increased 150% in New Zealand. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, we yeah, are. Uh, they actually invited us to this thing based on what we did in Australia for that partner that we were talking about. Yeah. So you've, got a, so you've got a partner account? Yes. yes uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, we'll actually share yeah. you some of the resources um, that yeah, look like sales kits, merchant kits, and all of that. Which yeah, right. no, I'm, a, oh, yeah. I, I'm a partner as well, but they wouldn't give it yeah. to me originally. So then oh. I set up three accounts. And then oh, wow. they flagged it as okay and approved it. So then I merged all the three accounts into one. <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> nice. I've got it back how I wanted it originally now, but what a performance. But I, um, yeah. the good thing about being a partner is that you can actually give people a link and they yeah. can sign up and then you'll yeah. get um, a bit of a kickback for the first couple of months, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. nice. Yeah. So um, one of our contents was because we do so much work for other partners, um, they get all that income stream and we don't get anything because we're doing all the fixes all the yeah. for them. But it's on their that's, partner accounts yeah, and not ours. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. Yeah. 
Can oh, you yeah. have? Yeah. yeah. Can a customer not have multiple partners? Yeah, a client can have multiple collaborator accounts, but um, we are on NDA with yeah, the company. We are NDA with this one company, so we can't really do that. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, there's, yeah. no, there's no financial gain from um, having um, yeah, that store linked to you anyway. I haven't found one yet, but it's good if you get them for a day one, unless you get something for it for a little bit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Hey, I like a new website. So yeah. Sorry? Like a new website. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. actually quite old. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we need to. <laughs> yeah, we've changed it so far, but we need to change it again based on. Uh, but it's always a work in progress, isn't it? But it's a nice first impression. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank oh, you. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, we'll all the images and things, but it's going to move to Shopify because we're going to put some, we're going to sell packages and things off there. So it'll be yeah. a lot easier to manage, yeah. But I tell you what, like, it's got a nice upbeat sort of feel. You come and like, it's quite an optimistic feel you can go into. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, pretty accessible. I like the sort of general first impression. Awesome. Not too geeky. Have you got cool. products that you can sell for large number of product lines? Um, as in, because uh, we sell more services, really, so right. yeah. uh, support packages and stuff to build but websites. Shopify is useless for big databases. Um, not really. Um, what do you say that for? Look, you yeah. can use um, Shopify Advanced and then there's Shopify Plus, depending on how much okay. you're doing, because that's really big. Um, and we've got some customers that have got 15,000 products in Shopify. Right. So um, got, um, we've got about that. Yeah. Website. Yeah, it's a nice website. It's cool. Thanks. Yeah, there's a like we haven't touched this. Like it was just something quick and easy that I yeah. put together. Yeah, Steph's doing that. It's like it's like someone like my wife says. I say, oh, that's a nice dress. She says, oh, this old thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the website version of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, I'll be chucking um, it out next week. Just just take the compliments, Steph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you. I appreciate thank it, you. guys. At least we're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not going to. We must be shocked by looks at it and said, Yeah, okay, invite yeah. them. So, okay, cool. Uh, we've done Magento and we've done a lot bit of Nita and WooCommerce. Um, Nita is quite good at like being like, like um, something similar to Shopify, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's a bit but more advanced like, on the like buttons, yeah. What, what's it called again? Magneto. Uh, yeah. oh, so is that similar um, back end as to, I didn't realise that. Uh, yeah, they're all very similar. Yeah, very yeah. similar. Because yeah. e-commerce is also another one. Which is um, yeah, Shopify. But you know what um, attracts me to Shopify is the tagging and the smart collections. It just becomes so much easier to yeah. get products filter into the white collections. Mm. Yeah. And when you do product categorization, I think Shopify has done that really well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Good stuff, guys. Yeah. All right, so we'll just go back to the meeting so we can um, finish um, some more takeaways, and then I can close the room off and then we can have a more general chat if you like so has anyone else got any takeaways that they've got from today's meetings don't you sharing your screen um yeah i'm just trying to oh what was that there we go oh, yeah, yeah 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 all right working on that
Well, I, I think Nigel's point about um, doing stuff beforehand, but almost the reverse of this, is if you get excess opportunities now, is, I mean, I, I've got a couple of other, other recruiters and I've had roles that I can't deal with. And I'll be able to say to them, hey, look, I've got this and I've got that. You can, you can get on with that. And it just builds up your karma network, your, my karma account, you know? Because yeah. Yeah. people yeah. do appreciate that when things are a bit tough. And also mm-hmm. some things that are not maybe within their, uh, they've got connections or abilities or stuff. It's just, it, it doesn't cost you much to give something away. And you almost yeah. always get it back. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's, yeah, and with me, it's good if you can refer people to other jobs that you yep. don't do. I have a friend that's a wedding photographer, yep. and I don't do weddings. So whenever anyone asks for that, I always give them her name, and often she'll get the yep. job. So it's yep. good to refer others, yeah. I, sh- I share other other recruiters' vacancies. If I see a vacancy that's not really in my area, you know, I'm not going to give away if it's my area, but, but yep. if it isn't, I'll just forward into my little mm-hmm. network and... Um, and really, it's no skin off my nose at all. Yeah. And you know, a lot of engineers, I've had accounting people do that. that that's, it's an easy thing to do. It just mm. takes a few seconds. And if, yeah. help, if it helps them. Yeah, I went to eDigital and they wanted somebody to help them do, look after their clients uh, between the five and the $15,000 website price because their average website price was between thirty and 120000 wow. They didn't want the wow. small guys clogging them up. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. I was thinking, yeah, that's like three times I would charge anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Um, right, so we've got a bit stale on our topic. I think the topic's pretty cool. I just think, uh, I think bravery is something that I'd probably put out there to actually ignore the fact that there's a recession on and go out and get some business would probably be. Is that an oxymoron? It's not right, right really. But that's something I actually want to do more than ever. Mm. Mm. I, I, I think recognising the opportunity is a big one, but I think combination of asking, ask, just asking people what's coming up on your world. I've got, I, I've got a friend who's a developer, and he sees opportunities all over the place, and many of these he just can't deal with. Mm. Um, you know, that can be a, that's, that's a pretty good sort of a thing. Um, and just recognizing also that a lot of people just have very low levels of energy if, if they've been made redundant and stuff like that. And you have to, like I've got a candidate who's made, come from, over from South Africa and came into Wellington, got made redundant, uh, a new job, got made redundant about two months later. And oh, you know, it's really tough. But yeah. you've got to think he may not have the energy. It just may not have any connection. So you sometimes have to just help them along a little bit mm-hmm. and, and telling mm-hmm. about places and giving a bit of insight and introducing them to people. Yeah, um, you know, you've got yeah. to remember that lack of energy some people have. It is hard. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm I'm back now. Um, <laughs> sorry, it is, and it is hard. Like I I see not only our sort of age group. Um, I'm you know I'm dealing with my stepson who's twenty, and but what's he your has, age group, Vanessa? Um, uh, above thirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well hey, hey, whatever, whatever skin cream, <laughs> you, Vanessa, stop. <laughs> live with a rumour, carry on. <laughs> um, you know, he, he's got no experience and he's struggling to find what he wants to do. You know, he's, he's, so it's not just people who've actually been through the work industry who is trying to find jobs. It's the, it's the kids that don't have the experience mm-hmm. who, who just can't find something. He's tried. He has tried all sorts of things. We've tried to give him different ideas. And the hard thing is, 
um, he feels that the family are pushing him too much. So we have to try and get an external person now to, to mm. maybe come up with some ideas for him or um, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have him knocking on your, oh, seriously, I'll have him knocking on your neighbor's doors. Uh, yeah. I'd go buy um, a polo shirt, a black one, mm. some nice jeans. And I go knocking door to door saying that I'm looking for some work, some odd jobs around the home. Because yeah. if first opportunity that comes along, and somebody wants to employ somebody, they'll ask them, what are you doing currently? Mm. And as soon as they say nothing, they'll go, oh. But yeah. if you're doing something, even if yeah. it's, you know, people will go, that, I'll support that because you're out there doing something and you've got off your mm. bum, but they don't see the, the importance of that sort of one. No, exactly. So, you know, know we've that. suggested doing work experience. We've, ex you know, we've suggested doing voluntary stuff just in the meantime to just yeah. to kind of do something. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Lachlan, I don't know if you've got any miracle things. I, I could, I could pay one. you to talk to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, have, I do do that occasionally as well mm. with people. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I've a car out. home washing service. Right. You, you charge 25 it's, 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 Yeah. Well, like, it's, 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 it's an alignment, mm, this thing, yeah. you know. Vanessa and I were the talking person, about Vanessa and I were talking about this and we were both saying he's got to want to do it because Vanessa suggested maybe get a Shopify store going and sell some things, but he wasn't keen on it. So you've got to have the, the drive behind you to do it as well. Yeah. 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 Vanessa, what does he enjoy? What does he enjoy in life? Does he like extreme things, extreme sports, taking risks? He's, and that's the thing, like he, um, you know, I mean, we can't complain. He doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs, all that sort of stuff. He doesn't go out. The, maybe he just that. He, 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 <laughs> yeah, maybe should do this off the recording. To be honest, all he really does is he does the computer games. Um, he does do audio books and stuff. And that's why I was trying to think mm. when I was talking to Helen about doing something online maybe because that could potentially yeah. be something he could almost use yeah. um he did a he did an auto course at sit and then decided that's not what he wanted to do um he kind of had an interest in possibly doing welding um but then his brother got a job in welding um so that's kind of put him off a little bit um oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like we've given all of these options. He's he's having issues with his back, so we're trying to go down the path of trying to sort his back out first. You know, if that's an issue, then let's sort that. Um, well, shame. Yeah. I, I was going to suggest, I mean, why doesn't he volunteer at the fire station and start there because he'll mm. learn first aid and at least mm. he's doing good. He's mm. giving back and then he learns something new. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, just just to find something. And honestly, I mean, I can generally talk to him reasonably easily. Um, yeah. But, you know, some people he won't listen to so much. Um, that's why sometimes I think maybe an external person yeah. could be a better option. Yeah. To just, um, just before we carry on, I just want to finish this meeting off of a can because we're going off topic. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, just for next week, any ideas on a topic that we could discuss? Anyone got any any ideas on that one? Mm. Let's find something topical and come up with it next week. I'll just stop the live stream. If you have been listening and you're wondering who we are, we're Elite Six. And if you go to elite6.co.nz, you can um, find out more about us. So thanks for listening. Bye.